Horror Maps presents I am a ghost by Shotojit Rai. Shotojit Rai was born on 2nd May 1921 in Calcutta. After graduating from Presidency College, Calcutta, in 1940, he studied art at Jaminath Tagore's University in Shantiniketan. By 1943, Rai was back in Calcutta and joined an advertising firm as a visualizer. He also started designing covers and illustrating books brought out by the Second Press. A deep interest in films led it to him to establish the Calcutta Film Society in 1947. Apart from being a filmmaker, Shotojit Rai was also a writer of repute. In 1961, he revived the children's magazine named Shondesh, which his grandfather Upendra Kishore Rai Choudhury had started. In 1978, Oxford University awarded him its D Literature Degree. Shotojit Rai died in Calcutta in April 1992. This story is being read from the Penguin Books publication, a collection of short stories by Shotojit Rai. I am a ghost. I was alive three years ago. Then, one day, I was burned to death. in this house in deoghar the house is called lily villa i was here with a friend on holiday that morning as i lit the stove to make a cup of tea the stove burst into flames and my clothes caught fire the flames also seared my face that much i do remember but i cannot recall anything else i have been living in this house since that day i cannot tell how i look now for As a ghost, even if I were to go and stand before a mirror, I could not see my reflection. I have tried peering into the water in a pond, but that did not help either. But I know I am not really anything much to look at now. Two years ago, a family had come to Lily Villa. The head of the family happened to come face to face with me. I saw his eyes bulge out in horror, and he promptly fainted. It was actually my own fault. A ghost can choose to remain invisible, and to be honest, it was my intention to be that way. But I was a little preoccupied that day, and was not really paying much attention to what I was doing. So, just for a moment, I had become vis- invisible to that gentleman. Judging by his reactions, my turning into a ghost had done nothing to alter my appearance. Obviously. I still had a bird badly burned face. After that incident, people stopped coming to this house. Lily Villa has come to be known as a ghost house. I am quite sad at this turn of events, for I liked watching and being with the living. Now I feel very lonely. There are other ghosts in the neighborhood, but none in this house. No one except me had died an unnatural death. Besides, I don't like many of the other ghosts in Deoghar. Some of them are quite wicked. Noshkorta, for instance. His name used to be Bhim Noshkor when he was alive. I have never known a ghost more cunning or malicious than him. A postmaster called Lakshman Tripathi used to live in Deoghar. He and Kanti Bhai Dubey, who worked for the state bank, could not get on at all. One evening, as Lakshman Tripathi was returning home, from the post office the ghost of bhimnashkar decided to attack him 
just as Tripathi had gone past the tamarind tree, he jumped from the tamarind tree and broke Tripathi's neck. What a ruckus that kicked up! The police came, arrests were made, cases were fought, and finally a man was hanged. Which man? None other than Tripathi's sworn enemy, Kanti Bhai Dube. He had to pay for Noshkorta's misdeed. Noshkorta knew this would happen. So he had deliberately killed Tripathi. That time, I felt I had to speak to Noshkorta. What did you did was wrong, I told him. Just because you are a ghost does not mean that you have the right to meddle with other people's lives and harm them. Why don't you simply mind your own business and let the living be in theirs? Our two worlds are different, Noshkorta. If one interferes with the other, there can only be disaster and calamity. I have never harmed anybody, not consciously anyway. Ever since I have learned that my appearance was quite likely to frighten people, I have become extremely cautious. There is a broken down and abandoned room at the far end of the garden in Lily Villa, behind some mango and jackfruit trees. I believe the room was once used by a Mali. That is where I spend most of my time now. Not that there is anyone in the main building who might see me. Lily Villa has been lying empty for a long time. But sometimes, children from the neighbouring house of the Chaudhrys come here to play hide and seek. Surprisingly, they are not appear to be afraid of ghosts. Or perhaps they come because they expect to see one. But I have to take great care to remain invisible while they are here. If the sight of my face could make an adult faint, what effect could it have on children? No, I could not take any risks. However, this does mean that I must continue to be lonely. Yes, ghosts feel lonely too. What if I am alone? I have only myself to blame. It is because of my own mistake that Lily Villa is known as a haunted house. No one wants to come here now and live here. And so, I cannot hear a human voice anymore. <sighs> See them move or sing or laugh. This makes me feel very depressed at times. If the living knew how much the spirit of the dead craved for their company, would they be afraid of ghosts? Of course not. One day, however, a visitor turned up in Lily Villa. I heard a recycled rickshaw coming one morning. I peered out and saw Someone's luggage was being taken out of the rickshaw. How many had arrived? Two, as it turned out. The visitor accompanied by a servant. That was good enough for me. I did not need a large number of people. Something I felt was better than nothing. Since ghosts can see clearly, even from a long distance, I could catch every detail of the visitor's appearance was close to 50. Short, bald and had a bristled moustache, thick eyebrows and his eyes held a stern look. The first thing he said to his servant upon entering the house was, Get cracking! I need a cup of tea in half an hour. Then I will start working. Needless to say, I could hear every word from my room. The ghost's hearing is as good as the sight. His ears and eyes both work like binoculars. The servant was most efficient. 
He brought his master a cup of tea and a plate of biscuits in half an hour. The visitor was in the room that overlooked the garden. Unpacking and putting his things away, there was a desk and a chair near the window. I noticed that he had placed a sheaf of pen, papers and an inkwell on the desk. That meant he was a writer. Was he famous? Yes, within an hour of his arrival, about eight local residents turned up to meet him and I learned his name. He was called Narayan Sharma. I could not tell whether this was his real name or pet name. But that was how what everyone addressed him by. The locals were very pleased to find him in their midst. After all, it was not every day that a celebrity came to Deoghar. So they said, if Mr. Sharma had no objection, they would like to hold a reception in his honour. Narayan Sharma, I could see, was not a man with a gentle and soft disposition, he said. I had left Calcutta and had come here to work undisturbed. And you are already making impositions on me? Others looked visibly unbashed. That made Mr. Sharma relent somewhat. Very well, he said. Give me at least five days of peace and quiet. Then we will think about a reception, all right? But if you start putting any pressure on me, I will just pack my bags and go back to Calcutta. At the moment, Nitai Ghosh from the group suddenly asked a question that I did not like at all. Why did you choose Lily Villa of all the places? There are so many other houses in Deoghar. For the first time, a smile appeared on Mr. Sharma's face. You, you are saying that because this house is supposed to be haunted, isn't that right? Well, I don't mind seeing a ghost. He could keep me a company. You are not taking this seriously, are you? said Horen Taravutar. Once, a doctor from Calcutta came to stay here for a few days with his family. He saw the ghost. It was apparently a horrific sight. He lost consciousness for almost 15 minutes. Tell you what, there is a very good Doug Banglo here. Its manager is a fan of yours. He is prepared to make every arrangement for your stay. It's just a matter of telling him. Please, you must go out of Lily Villa. In reply, Narayan Sharma said something very strange. Perhaps you are not aware that very few people known as much as I do about spirituality, in fact, have come here to write on this subject. I can assure you that I will not end up like your doctor. He had taken no precaution against ghosts, had he? I will. No ghost could do any harm to me. I realize you have got all the best interests at heart, but I want to stay and work in Lily Villa. You see? I have stayed in this house before as a child. I have many fond memories of that time. This was the first time I heard anything about precautions against ghosts. I did not like it at all. In spiritualism, how could spirits and spooks be a subject for study? What was Narayan Sharma talking about? There was no point in pondering over this now. I would have to wait until it got done. After that, I was sure to get all the answers. There was one thing I wanted to do, however. I felt I had to pass on whatever I had heard so far to Bhim Noshkar, if only as a joke to see his reaction. He had once broken a man's neck. What would he say to all this? As the day wore on, I grew increasingly restless. In the end, I could contain myself no more. I left Lily Villa, taking great care to remain invisible. 
and went to the old house owned by the Malik's. It was said to be 200 years old. Nashkarda, I called. He came floating from a broken roofless room on the first floor and said, What do you want at this hour? I told him about Narayan Sharma. Nashkarda's frown deepened. Really? Is that so? Tell me, does he think he is the only one who can take ad- adequate steps? Can't we? Take steps? What do you propose we do? I asked a few nervously. I could see that a plan was already taking shape in his mind. There is one thing I could do quite easily. When I was alive for 32 years, I exercised regularly. Push-ups, heavy clubs, dumbbells, chest expanders, you name it. I had used them all. You think I have not got enough strength to break this Narayan's neck? It was true that Moshkorda was once a bodybuilder. He had died by swallowing poison, which meant that his appearance had remained unchanged. Even now, when he moved, muscles rippled all over his body. Well, what does that mean? I asked. If I still had a heart, I am sure it would have started thudding madly by now. Only this. Tonight at 12 o'clock, Narayan Sharma's life is going to come to an end. If he thinks he can mess around with ghosts, no ghost worthy of his name is going to let him get away with it. Only, I know how nervously I passed the rest of the team. Narayan Sharma spent most of his time writing in his room. Sometime before the sunset, he went for a long walk. He returned little before the evening star appeared in the sky. It was going to be a moonless night. I could see everything from my little den. Now I saw Narayan Sharma do something rather strange. He opened his suitcase and took out a handful of powder from a bag. Then he poured it in an incense burner, lit it and placed it outside the threshold of his room. Smoke began billowing from it soon and a southern breeze brought the smoke into my own room. Oh my god! Was this his precaution? If so, it was undoubtedly most effective. The smoke had come a smell. Normally, one wouldn't expect a ghost to be able to smell anything. But this smell was so strong that it seemed to burn my nose, but the inside of my head as well. It was terrible. Even Noshkorda would find it difficult to make his way through this powerful stuff. How would he get anywhere near the house? My fears were confirmed. A few hours later, around midnight, I heard a hushed voice call from the other side of the garden wall. Shudhanno, are you there? Shudhanno was my name. I went out. Noshkorda was sitting by the road on the grass, clutching his nose. His voice sounded nasal when he spoke. I died 21 years ago. This is the first time that I have been beaten by a live man. Who knew man had learned such contractions? That particular man had studied a lot on his subject, Nashkorda. He knows a lot. How sad. How absolutely awful. Just think what fun I might have if I could break his neck. Yes, but that is not going to happen. You do realize that, don't you? Yes, I most certainly do. I better go now. This has been a totally new experience for me. Noshkorda left and I returned to my room. Only a few minutes later, 
I suddenly discovered that I was feeling extremely sleepy. This was incredible, completely unheard of. A ghost never feels sleepy, but tonight was obviously going to be an exception. That powder in the incense burner clearly contained something that put ghosts to sleep, even though the best time for them to move about was during the night. I could not keep my eyes open any longer. Feeling dazed, I lay down on the floor. The sound of someone's voice awoke me. It was the morning. I sat up hastily. At once, my eyes fell on the man who had entered my room. I could only stare at him in disbelief. How did he? It was Narayan Sharma. That much was clear. But what had happened to him? Narayan Sharma answered my unspoken question. My servant was still sleeping when I woke. So I thought I did make myself a cup of tea. I tried to light the stove, but it burst into my face. At this moment, I think everyone's trying to arrange for my funeral. I came here looking for somewhere to live. I like this place. Do you think there's en- enough room for here for another person? Of course, I replied, feeling very pleased. I had company at last. There was no doubt in my mind that one charred face would get on very well with another.